What is up, everybody? It is Thursday night. Give yourself something cold. Kick your feet up. It's time to do a little doc talk. Welcome back, everybody. We've got a couple special guests coming into the house tonight for a little Jackson Kayak Doc Talk. Uh, let's uh, let's bring in the tonight's new new is it new and improved panel? You forgot <laughs> yes, new and improved panel um, for yep. tonight. We've got a first timer and a repeat offender, so we'll start with Jamie Broad and let him like introduce yourself, tell people who you are, where you're from, <clears> just uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, get into it. Uh, I grew up in East Texas, live in Bozier City, Louisiana. Uh, so people come see me quite a bit for some of the lakes around here. Uh, I started kayak fishing 2016, I think, tournament-wise. And uh, been hitting it all over ever since. So... Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've, uh, over the, I've been with Jackson now for this is my fourth year, I think. I'm going off. Yeah. So, it's been interesting. I mean, I've met interesting people like uh, Adam. You remember the phone, the phone call when I'm Adam started hitting tournaments around here. It was like I called him. Was like, who are you? Your first five words to me are, "Who the f are you?" hey but we're still good friends oh i know i was cracking up everybody's gonna start somewhere you're just mad because i just beat you (laughs) no he well i i didn't fish the the first two tournaments that you actually did well in the northeast texas on rayburn you came in second i think Second behind Taft, that was for the classic, and then Merval. Yes, yeah, and <laughs> that's when I was like, okay, that's you when I made me the phone after call. K- you called me after KBF on Cato. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, very. It's it's been a the kayak world is uh, once you get into it and you meet the people that have been around for a while and like with Adam when we met, he was just getting into it. I mean. It's that is it's really cool. Everybody's all on the same level. You get your little click and it goes. Yeah, it works. Wow. It really is. Very much so. Adam, reintroduce yourself. God, sorry, I had to move. <laughs> I'm uh, Adam Patron grew up in actually Oregon, which you know, not known for his bass fishing at all. So uh Got a bass fishing scene for the kayak. Bought the first one in 2012. Uh, just a simple Bass Pro kayak to hit the lakes and rivers in Kentucky and Tennessee. And then got into it in 2019. Fished one national event. Took seventh up in lacrosse and been stuck doing it ever since. I've uh, been with Jackson now for my second, about two and a half years. There you go. It there you go. So the rules for Doc Talk, so you guys know the rules, because like we showed up 38 seconds till time to go live, so we didn't explain <laughs> the rules to either one of you. Rules are for Doc Talk that you can ask each other questions. There's no boundaries. Well, there is boundaries. Keep it clean. Um, <laughs> oh, you got the wrong two people on this one. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Friendly banter is what Doc Talk's about. Um, the audience is also encouraged to ask any and all questions that they'd like to ask from these guys. Like I said, ask each other questions. Uh, it's all it's all open and fair game here tonight on Doc Talk. So, with that being said, let's talk a little kayak fishing. 
what do you guys got going on? Uh, 2023 is actually up and underway now. We've had uh, the first uh, tournaments for the kayak season have already taken place. So what do you guys got going? What's in the hopper for you guys? Where are you going to be fishing? Go ahead, Jamie. Adam? Oh, Not well, all at once now. I know, right? Well, I know Adam, he just hit Florida, which I had to miss out on that one. I'm trying to save up. I mean, there's so many different series now. I mean, between Hobie, Bassmaster, KBF, it's all over the place. You you have to decide on whether you're going to focus on one series or and travel all over the country, or are you going to just pick what's local? For me this year, I'm going to pick what's local. I'm going to fish everybody's. Uh, I've got Hobie coming up next month on Caddo and Lake Bissano. Uh, I've got the All-American – uh, in March as well on Lake of the Pines. It's going to run in consecutive with uh, the Northeast Texas event. So that'll be a good one. We're expecting well over a hundred anglers at uh, that event. So I, I don't know where Hobie's at. I think they're at 200 plus now, Adam. They got to be getting close. I know. I think yeah. AJ Post and they had like 42 slots left or something like that. Yeah, it's not much. Not for that lake. And that time it's of year gonna, is going to be good. If, uh, it'll fill up. It's March on Caddo and Bissonneau. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got after that, we're going to do the Hobie on Rayburn, uh, All-American in Arkansas on Conway. Uh, that's going to be a good event. I think I'm going to go to Kansas for one. Uh, what do we have in lacrosse, Adam? There's two events Bass, or one Bass event Master. this year. I think Bassmasters across. Yeah, in July. That's going to be a good one. So it's going to be a good season for us. Yeah. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Um, but yeah, I would say that uh, you guys anticipate that the tournaments will sell out all season like they did last year. You think it's going to kind of maybe level off with that increased price that uh, some of them have put out there? I, I think, think it's, it's going to drop. Hey, they're not going to fill up. I think they'll be close. It'll be kind of. It'll all depend on where yeah. they're going, what lake you fish. People are going to. I think they're going to play it a little safer. It's not that there's anything against Hobie or anything, but I think it's just the fact that they've increased. They're not giving refunds like they were. So there's a set time frame with it. So I mean, it's, it's that, and then with uh, all the other schedules, yeah. People are going to just hold off. I can see that hundred percent. I think, you know, and that guy that's kind of holding out waiting, he's going to wait till the last possible second to sign up. Yeah. If he can just because, you know, he, he's not 100 in the game if he's going to be able to make it. So I think you'll well, see a lot of that. Oh, well, that's it. You have to play it safe at, at this point. Cause I mean, you never know what's going to happen. And I mean, that's a lot of money on the line. Couple hundred bucks for sure. Couple hundred bucks for sure. Um, so, furthest traveling this year. What do you got? What are you going to look at, Adam? It'll be Florida and lacrosse. Yep. My first You're national co- tournament was lacrosse, so I got to go back there to the blast. You're coming here first. Yep. I'll head down to Paris Chain next weekend, and then uh, the next one will be down there at Caddo. Yeah, and, you know, lacrosse, I've always heard good things about that. And I've heard there's, you know, get chewed up by an angry beaver. Um, it's just fun. Yeah, just I mean. Just back in the backwater. Good thing. And there's plenty it's of really access at lacrosse as well, from my understanding. I've never been. It's actually one of my bucket list places, not because of big fish, but just because who doesn't want to go throw a freaking frog for like eight hours straight? And oh, back? eight hours. Uh, me and Dwayne Taft, the first year I went to lacrosse, we threw a frog for three days solid. Never picked up another bait. 2019. Yes. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, I met you guys at a boat ramp. Yep. These guys. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you guys been married? Uh, uh, two years two years going on two years happy anniversary fellas (laughs) we have dueling 
English Bulldogs. I mean, there we go, go back. Yeah, if go to our Facebook pages. We got Squishy Face 2023. <laughs> squishy Face 2023. I like it, guys. I like it. It's hard to it's hard to beat the love of a good old fashioned bulldog. The yeah. best. And they talk. Mine's already in bed for the night. <laughs> now, the real question is: Does your guys' bulldog talk to you like my bulldog used to talk to me? Just sit there, and just roar, 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 constantly. Not from not, the front of its mouth. <laughs> no, that's my thing. Is that, yeah, yeah. Mine's pretty quiet. You guys, my, ours talks to us constantly. She, if she didn't like what I was telling her, I tell her to go to bed, and she'd back talk every night. So <laughs> she had a personality all on her own. But uh, so what you guys got going on as far as boats? I know, Adam, you just picked up two new boats down at the AK factory. Let's hear about that. I'm already getting the package. I got a package sitting right back here of Yak Power right now. Uh, I just picked up a Jackson R and a Take Two. So I'm going to run my Jackson R from last year, the Team Red boat. Stick with that because it's rigged out. Uh, But for the Take Two, I'm I'm actually rigging that one for me and my son. But then I can still transfer all my YAR, my NAR stuff over to that one and run it single for big water. Oh, yeah. And so, you'll have fun, some fun with that. By the yeah. way, I've been meaning to like actually send you a message for like a week now since you picked up your boat. The boat covers, you need a bigger one. They're a little that? tight on the take two. On the take two? Oh, I haven't tried it yet. Yep. It's tight. So, go up a size for the take two. Recommend okay. that highly. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a little bit of a little bit of a pull to get the <laughs> get the latch snap. It took some trickery to uh, get it all around mine. Um, how about you, Jamie? What are you fishing out of this year? Uh, bigger lakes. I'm going to go with the Nar, but I have a Kusa uh, X coming. Ooh, Kusa X. Gotta so, love that. That's yeah, so I'm going to put. It is with Newport, uh, running with the 180, and it should be fun. My first real kayak was a Kusa, so I'm happy to get back into it. Now, Adam, I know you run a bow mount. Jamie, you're running the uh, Newport. So let's, Correct. For folks at home that are – let's this is a good topic, actually. Folks at home that are on the fence, we've got two different guys that do both ways. So – Give me some advantages, disadvantages to the bow mount and the uh, stern mount trolling motors um, for the people at home. Just kind of debate this. Who's right and who's wrong? Adam, you're up on this one first. Yeah, so I run the motor guide XI3 with the pinpoint GPS. Love the spot lock. And really, I run the motor guide because of the style of the way I fish. Uh, I, I like to be deeper. I like to go out offshore. Uh, I like to spot lock, find the fish, lock down on them. And then when I want to go shallow, I can just lift the head and still go up in there. But I stand up and fish almost 24-7. Uh, for me on the big water, being able to spot lock when I find the school, that's why I run the XI3. And that makes complete sense. I mean, you know, I feel like if I was going to move towards a motor, I would lean that way, just just like you said. You're able to set up in current, cast it back up into the current, bring it down. It's a natural, natural and with these presentation. Two boats, it's not like I'm going 3.2 miles an hour and mm. fully loaded. You know, I'm going anywhere from 4.1 to 4.6, depending on you know if you're running a salt water, which is crazy, or a right fresh water. It actually goes bad. So, yeah, that, that's my question. Like, when you take off at the ramp and you're sitting there and you've got a guy like Jamie beside you and he's got the stern mount trolling motor, the Newport, are you getting left behind or are you keeping up with these guys when they no, take off? No, I just engage the Mark IV and blow them out of the water. No, he gets the bird and he's <laughs> like, yeah. No. With, the, with, the, with the Mark IV and the XI3 pedaling, you know, without getting tired, I can run in the sixes. Very nice. Yeah. So you are utilizing both tools. Yeah. So the ones the only there. people I can't beat, which I just got posted the other day in Florida, was eleven oh three. Yeah, it's you can't do it. It was impossible. I gave up after two sets. Yeah. Yeah. So, but with the Mark IV 
just barely pedaling, five, 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 six, cruising all the lake. And if you have to get it to get to that spot, you can get up to six, two to six, six. Very cool. That's good insight. How about you, Jamie? What are some of the uh, benefits of the stern mount, like the Newport or the Torquedo? I guess, I mean, I ran Torquedo for two years, and I've been with Newport now going on three years. And it's all I've ever had. And I'm so used to it. I've learned to adjust, I mean, to different wind conditions, current conditions. So I've learned to position myself pretty well in somewhat uh, deeper water conditions. But me personally, I don't like the spot lock. Even on my big boat. I have a bass boat, and I think I've used spot lock twice ever. Just don't do it. I don't know. I got power poles. And the grass. I think you guys can run through grass so much better than uh, 55 and below pound towing motor. Well, Adam, you, you've been down here. It's like, I mean, if you run a bow mount, I hit stumps at five mile an hour. Yeah. And I don't have any words because we're going to hit stumps. We're going to hit, I mean, <laughs> you hit those ones that come right up on the edge of the boat that you think you're going to flip, but you don't. <laughs> yeah. The, the fun ones, we got them all. But yeah, that's why I've really never run a bow mount. I've been kind of afraid of it actually being here. I have friends that do, but I have Down never there tried in it. East Texas and Louisiana, you definitely back it off about fifty percent just in case you smack it. So, so it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Doesn't matter what lake you're on. Oh shoot, Nate. Boys, it happens with a pedal drive all the same. There's always that one that's just a little bit under the water and the sun hits the hits across the water just right and you just absolutely annihilate that stump running as about as fast as you want to go. Seems like every year it happens. At least to me. Um, I've only ripped off one motor guy with the stuff. So it's happened. I ripped it off. Now, I'm talking about these trolling motors and everything. When you've got them down and deployed, they get clogged up with grass. It just happens. At some point, it's going to happen. How big of a pain is it to get, either get to the stern or get to the front of the boat and clean this thing clean this thing out? So for mine with the Mar, I just jump up and pull it up reach up and drive it. It doesn't affect me. It will mm -hmm. in a couple of years, I guarantee you that. But right now, I can still get up there. Oh, no. I got the fat and lazy one. I pull a cord, and <laughs> I pull it twice, and all the grass. I have a, a rock guard on mine. Rock so the grass is. just goes around the outside. So literally, I pull the cord twice, it shakes off, and I mm -hmm. just go on about my business. There's been a few hay buddies on that instance. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what friends are for, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. I have I haven't rigged my XI3 to be able to pull a cord like Gene Jensen has on like his boat. Mm -hmm. But you could easily do it with the NAR. I just it doesn't affect me just to reach up there. You can pretty much stand on the front of the NAR with the XI3. Yep. Well, some of us can. Some of us would probably sink the front end down. <laughs> I mean, I'm 230. So, there and I go. got a 54 amp hour to lithium plus the motor guide sitting right up there. And yeah. I can still get up there, no problem. There you go. Now, how much uh, how much weight do you guys figure you're running in these NARS? I mean, as far as your weight capacity and, and different things that you've got in your boat, what's your total load look like? Way too much. Yeah, I would say I overdo it every single time, too. But, I probably, with the battery, I bet 110 to 120 pounds extra, so 340 go. probably. At least. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the tournament, too, if I got 27 pounds of plastic or oh, yeah, plastic. Yeah, that's, that's exactly cool. it. <laughs> Yeah, people don't understand how much, how fast soft plastic adds up. And I know when I weighed up my stuff for my boat, it was like my soft plastic blew my mind how much it actually yeah. weighed out to be. Yeah, pre-fishing, I'm heavy, heavy, heavy. And then after I, you know, either hopefully figure something out, I'll narrow it down and then have one bag of, you know, one Plano full of, what plastic keep, I'm going to use. Take out keep, half my jigs and half my chatterbait. So. Keep telling yourself that. I know. See how far you get. <laughs> Usually I have everything. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you'll get rid of it for two weeks and then you'll have 10 times yeah. more in your boat. 
Yeah. Okay. Or you just add five more rods because you got the in the boat rod store. You got 12 <laughs> out the back and five in the. Yeah. Look like a ham radio operator out here. <laughs> That's uh, exactly it. So Christian's got a question for us here. Battery in the front or the back for your XI3? I placed in the it back. in the front. No issues there. So I put the 54 to run Hummingbird 360, two graphs, uh, all the Yak Power lights, and every other gadget that's on there. And then I put the 135 in the back. And that gives yeah. me the perfect balance. All right. We got another audience question. Rudy. 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 Um, what is your favorite lure to throw this time of year? And that's going to be a pretty big variation. Yeah. Where are you at? What yeah, area well, of the country? Well, Rudy, the country. Rudy's up north. He's he's like uh, Delaware paddle sports area. Ice jig. Yeah. <laughs> Shaky head, Ned Rick. <laughs> yeah. If I was hey. down here right now, I went out the other day. I was throwing a caterbait against rock walls on Lake Barkley and was cracking some big ones. So caterbait's working down here right now. Yeah. Caught some on a crankbait. And then you can always catch them up shaky. How's the uh, how's the water temperature down there at Kentucky Tennessee line looking? Oh, what was it? it was, if I remember right, it was right at 51, 50 or 51. You give me hope, hey, Yours is friend. still running cold. Ours oh, is... That's a heat wave around here right now, this time of year. Yeah, it was it was warmer than I thought it was gonna be when I was on the water. So yeah. Oh I fished uh was it uh, Sunday, low fifty four. 455, but I saw 63. Oh, nice. But we have power plant lakes around here. So you got to think December, we had official lake 27 degree air temps, and it was 70 degrees water temps. Mm -hmm. And I was throwing a buzz bait all day and hammering them. So I'd be okay with that. Gotta love (laughs) East Texas. (laughs) Yeah. It could snow tomorrow, though. Oh yeah, oh it, yeah. It's it was seventy eight here today, and I think tomorrow night it's going to be thirty two. Yeah, yeah, it dropped here. Yep, yep. Big winds oh. are pushing through, but that's okay. It's coming right back from what oh, it's been. ripping off Lake Barkley right now. I can hear it outside. Oh, I can fully imagine. <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about the trolling motors. What effect? Do these motors like you got the the BOS events that have no motors, and then you've mm-hmm. got the BASS and you got the KBF events allow motors. Mm-hmm. Which ones do you guys feel like you are liking better? Do you actually like going to the BOS events where you have the no motor and it's man versus man, or however you want to word that person versus person? For a little yeah, bit of you know that man-to-man competition, do you feel like that adds to the tournament, or would you just rather have the motor and just go about it that way? I think for Hobie, it would be different if you weren't allowed to pre-fish the motor, because I can run and gun, take two hundred amp hour batteries, run twenty miles, find my spots, and then plan my launch and my route that I'm pedaling to keep myself. You know, from going 20 miles each day. So, does it make a difference to what I schedule? No. I'm still going to fish Hobies. I mean, Hobie, it's a fun event. Two days, which I enjoy the two days. But uh, after day one, I'm like, okay, why can't we have motor? <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's uh, one thing with the, the motors – you really do it's it changes our whole fishing style of how we even prep to go into it months into advance i mean you you'll break down a certain area you'll put limitations on it you give me a motor there's no limitations if i gotta go six miles to a spot i'm going six miles to a spot so on some of these events worst part is most of us will still do that while pedaling you're just wore out yeah that's yeah. As a as a full time pedal guy, yeah, yep. you'll go as far well, as you. I pedaled you my go. first year and a half. I didn't get my first motor until I actually fished. The first time I fished motor was the ten house. So, yeah, and after that, I was never going back. 
<laughs> so so let's say a new trail starting up what would you like to see i mean would you prefer it be a motor trail or would you if it was a new trail breaking the ice or everybody was going to go one way or the other which way would you rather see honestly i don't think there should be any limitations other than the motor size like you can't have nah. three, like you know, if you if you got it use the tools that, that are out there yeah, and the only thing I have against, I mean, with Hobie and everything, me and AJ are really good friends. I love the Hobie series. Uh, but I know a lot of anglers, especially a lot of veteran anglers, that cannot pedal. Yep. So they won't participate in the Hobie events because, I mean, they're not going to go into an event like that on that level paddling. Right. So They would it, lights out, sell out 400 people every time at that yeah because i mean a lot of these guys they run motors and they're good because yeah. their knees are shot knees but are shot or elbows or shoulders are shot one way or the other yeah if it was a legit disability i think they should allow them to have motors i have no problems with competing against people with stipulations at that effect there you go mm -hmm. so Here's a question. Uh, Rudy's got one for you. Well, I'm going to go to Jeremy Baker's here first. Will Jamie ever beat me on Lake O, Lake of the Pines? Oh, it's coming next month. Don't worry. Just like every might, other lake. I might drive down just to beat you, too. So. Oh, please. <laughs> and if you're watching this tonight and you hear some of these questions, it's because the actual Jackson Kayak Fishing Team is chiming in to throw a little shade these guys' way. Um so Rudy is asking here, um, how many events with motors do you see where anglers placing in the top two? So do you think it matters having a motor where a person places? I mean, obviously there's been guys, a guy that went around over the past year, done very, very well in the Bassmaster and some Hobie events and he paddled. I mean, so clearly I, I don't, I don't think it matters to you guys. I don't think it matters to you. Not at all. I think it, it might matter. It might matter on the two day event a little bit. Yeah, especially if you're probably paddling. But I, really, I no. Because if you out. found the fish and you're 12 miles away on a Hobie, you're still going to go 12 miles and go yeah. fishing. Oh, but, 100%. <laughs> so. First of December, I was at Pan Am's in Mexico, and one lady from Mexico City, no motor, no electronics, anything. She ended up fourth against Scott, Guillermo, me. I mean, Josh Stewart, Christine, everybody was there. Cody. And she held her own for two days. It it doesn't matter. It, it, you can figure it out. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I think there's even with all the electronics that are around live scope, which is somebody says it's the devil, but I just. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there throwing shade at live scope. You know, I mean, before that it was side scan, down scan. I mean, you know, it <coughs> some people would like us to be out there with the old paper graphs going back and forth, I think. But um I still think, and you guys weigh in here, re being able just to visually read the water and see what the water's doing sometimes with the winds or current. I mean, you're going to catch fish that way, especially if you're a bank beater. I mean, you don't have to be three miles offshore to catch them. I mean, you can go beat the bank and find fish, and, you know, being able to read that water is going to help you. Hmm? I think being able to read a topograph map probably puts me in more places than just reading the water. Being able to break it down. Yeah. But you're still, yeah. I think, when you're looking at like a topo map and you think about like maybe the wind direction yeah. for the day, you always look at the wind and that kind of tells you a little bit on how you're going to set up. You're so you putting are, it all you are in still playing current, a little wind, bit. weather. Yeah, it yeah. all plays in. But being able to read those slight subtleties in those in those contour lines mm -hmm. can put you right on the juice faster than going out there and casting, you know, with 200 yeah. yards section that you know that drops there. So, and some of those new mappings are incredibly fast. It really is. Even this time of year, starting just to the north, a uh, bank that's got, you know, 
it's fa- it's north and it's got the south sun just beating on it all day long. I mean, can make a huge difference for somebody that's just out there looking for fish. Mm-hmm. That's for that's sure. a monumental tip. Go write that down if you didn't know. <laughs> the, I've got Lime Scope. I've had it on my kayak for two years. I've used it in two events total in two years. I think we used it in the swimming pool in Florida more than you used it in the tournament. <laughs> yes. I don't like it yeah. in a tournament because you end up focusing on the the head unit more than you do anything. Yeah. I'm hearing so, that so you feel more. like maybe you lose that awareness a little bit? Yeah. I pre-fish with it. Mm-hmm. If, if I need to, especially on deeper lakes. Around here, like where I fish, me and Adam talked about this last week. I think I'm I like my live scope. It's a fun toy. But I want to go. He's getting the Mega 360. And I think it's, I'm going to grab one as well for my yeah, big I've been boat. Running for the last two tournaments, Florida and the Battle of the Brands here on Gunnersville, I just ran it and it has changed the way I fit. Well, I think with 360, though, I mean, it's so. What I like about 360 is when you look down, you know that that rocks over here. You know that that rocks yep. over there. That lay down yeah. over here. And you're actually, I feel like you have direction when you make a cast even more so maybe than with the live scope mm-hmm. yep. and it shows you when you're running down the bank just how much opportunities you've missed at targets that are on the opposite side of your book 100 percent. yeah okay that's a lot there's a brush pile there's a rock there's a school of fish i mean you've been incredible florida blew my mind okay i was looking in the wrong spot the last couple well and i think you know even like you get in a smaller 15, 20 feet wide creek or probably bigger than yeah, that, probably 30 day. feet creek. I mean, you see, yeah, you're mapping the entire bottom yep. the entire time, and it's yeah. it's incredible what it does. I mean, it just gives you such a better picture of what's actually down there. And then the first time you actually see a school of fish on it, like, oh, all oh, the rice, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's wild. What's the most interesting thing you've seen on the 360, just out of curiosity? Gunnersville, I saw like a canoe, I'm pretty sure. A canoe? In like 10 foot of water, I swear it's a canoe. I don't know what it looked. It could have been a lot, but it looked exactly like a canoe on the bottom. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> very much, very much. I like I like 360. I've been a fan of it. I have not put it on my kayak. I muted myself. I like 360. Not put it on my kayak. It's something that I kind of want to put it on there. I think if I'm going to make a move, and I think that's the one I'm going to go with. Be hard I thought to get it was going to offset the boat a little bit. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it, you don't even know it's there. Mm-hmm. And the best part is I don't have to use my hand and control it. You can just no, go down just... and just keep glancing at it every once in a while. It's made a I, I feel like you could almost, if you wanted to, you could just lock your live scope on and just spin your freaking boat. Really, if you wanted to, you're in a kayak, so you could just technically spin your boat, set up on the fish, and then keep pointing at them. Yeah, but... yeah. <clears throat> the no. side scan. Is amazing with the 360. I have not done. It changes size. it. Yeah, so you, you got your, you can switch the size scan and use its head. Oh, it's a, it's awesome. <laughs> it's a lot clearer. It's a lot clearer and cleaner, I think, than the yeah. uh, previous models. <clears throat> and then you've got the Mega, which even takes it even further on the yeah. Hummingbird unit for the 360. Um, it's definitely a worthwhile investment for somebody that's on the fence. I think. I would have to agree with you, man. I have to agree with you. You just get more pinpoint accuracy on where you're casting with the 360. Now, I think live teaches you some things. Like when you get close with the trolling motor and you watch those fish that are suspended and they just drop to the bottom. I have seen that a few times on the live scope. And it's it's pretty wild. I mean, when you start studying the fish and what they do is that sonar ping gets closer that trolling motor gets a little bit closer it's pretty incredible it is but it makes the day go by so fast i fished the bassmaster on fork last year and i played with my life it was one of the i think it was my second event ever actually using it during an event mm-hmm. and uh i watched it until 11 o'clock and i mean literally i i thought it was like two hours I looked up, it was 11. It was like, oh, God, I got to get off this thing. And I just went to fishing, and I caught fish. <laughs> so you're saying it's like being on TikTok. 
No, that's exactly it. <laughs> Going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> that's it. It was like the internet like rabbit hole. <laughs> Dwayne Taff was wearing them out on the bank line. I'm I'm out in trees playing around, going, "Holy Jesus! Did you see the size of this thing?" It's like, I mean, it was awesome. It's like I got to see some huge fish, but it's like it was trying to get it to work right, and then the wind because I was in twenty mile an hour winds up fork, which is not fun. And it was cold. It was just a bad day. But it was like, all right, I had a blast. But it was like, that's not how I want to fish the tournament. Right, right. Yeah, it makes sense, man. Um, Rudy's back in the questions. Let's hear about that big fish that jumped off the measuring board. I don't know Me? who that who was. Who was that I've one? had one and you've had one. You've had one too, haven't you? I've had a couple. I had a 21.50 on at Nick and Jack at the FLW event. It would have tied Big Bass to the entire event, and it jumped off my board at 8 o'clock on day two. I was ready to go back to the boat ramp. Oh, that sucked. So I haven't you- had one that affected my tournament standings. I did have a 20-inch at Bassmaster that I caught out of the mouth that took me out of the top 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one because we were bed fishing, and I thought she ate it, set the hook, got her in the side of the face, got her in, was like, oh, no. I hooked. So as we as we move towards tournament season, uh, new people always like to. I, I think the biggest struggle for anybody new to get in kayak fishing is putting the fish on the board. That's yeah. that's the scariest, most intimidating moment I think that anybody goes through when they first get into. Because I think tournaments. everybody does it on their lap at first. Yeah, that, that's actually my question. Lap yeah. or in the floor? I do it on the yeah. floor, angled down. That yep. way you yep. get a little pressure on the face, net blocking the side, hanging off like my graph, mm-hmm. and then hold on for dear life. In my small mouth. So. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fair. That's that's very so, fair. I, but if I you're doing like, it on your lap, I, I feel you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose fish in my mind. Oh yeah, you will. I would take the time to situate that board either long ways in your kayak mm-hmm. and get the picture on the board. You're less likely yep. to watch it. And take a second and just dip your board. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Doesn't take a whole lot, but just rem- remembering that, especially on the bigger fish, that's a, you, you're so worked up you don't even think about it. You just like you just want to get a picture. Yeah, it's like so, sitting on a hot car seat. The other day, and they said they don't dip their board because they want it sticky, so they can get that extra quarter inch off the tail. And I was like, mm, kind of different perspective on it, even though you no, I figured you're taking off the scales on that one. Though. Yeah. <laughs> just keep slapping it on the board a couple times on the wet one; it'll stick. It'll get that <laughs> suction behind it. And do the Kenwood finger in the butt. You're good to go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it actually works. <laughs> The uh, and I th- I feel like too, you know, when the board's been wherever we've got our board on the boat and it's you know the dead heat of June, July, August, the boards get hot and you put a board on a fish, it starts flopping. I mean, it is, it's like off. sitting on a freaking hot leather car seat. I mean, think about how that feels, and you probably jump up a little bit too. So, I think wetting that board down, cooling it down just a little bit probably does help in that aspect. Fish grips, yeah, or net. Uh, fish grips is well. I've got. I started out with fish grips for like the first three, four years, and now I just carry a net. I don't use fish grips. I lost a nineteen in Wisconsin on fish grips. Mm-hmm. So after that, I just put them in a net, just let them chill inside the boat. Yep. I'll, I'll wait. 20, 23 on fish grips. I'll never use oh. them again. Did you really? Now, I, I will use a donkey leash. Uh, mm-hmm. The donkey leash? No, that one seems to work pretty good. I've never had an issue with that one, but I had mm-hmm. a pair of fish grips, and I lost lots of fish off the side of the boat. The yeah. 23 was the only one in the tournament, and I about tried. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have a, a little set saying, if I think it's over 18, it doesn't go on a, a leash. It goes in a net. Yeah. So... It, I haven't put one on works. a leash in a long time. Probably a year and a half now. I just used the... I haven't either. 
I have them in my boat. It's still tied to my seat, but I don't use them. So what do you think? What do you think would be an improvement to fish grips to make them hold on to the fish just a little bit better, especially those bigger ones? I think all of them need to have some type of strap on the handle so you can cinch it down and velcro. Even the, yeah. the donkey grip one. I, even though I haven't lost a fish on it, I still worry every time. I, mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, strap. when you really come down to it, though, it's there's always going to be a little bit of a chance of them getting off. And I mean, sometimes, I mean, you can tighten it down as much as you wanted to and mm-hmm. they start freaking out and something weird happens. They get off. So I just oh, don't even take the chance anymore. Yeah. I found myself getting a, a net with a deeper actually net in it. Too, yep. So I could kind of pull the net over and still keep the fish in the water now. Yeah. How like, so okay. So you've, you've caught your fish, you've got it in the net, you're getting ready to measure it. You've got your board in the floor. How long do you let that fish chill out for somebody that's very new to the sport? How long do you let the fish chill before you set it on the board? A minute or two. Yeah. I'm usually, I usually grab it instantly and throw it on there because I'm too pumped up. I caught a fish. So yeah. See, that's why Adam loses so many, (laughs) but just, I, what I always tell the new people, take your time with it. Put the fish in the net, put it on a leash. It's not going anywhere for the most part. Get right. comfortable, get your board set, get your identifier ready to go. Make sure it's where it needs to be. I, I even take my camera out and make sure that the app is open to where all I have to do is lift my phone and push a button. Yep. Get everything ready. Chill out because the more stressed out you are, you're going to make a mistake. Yeah, my phone actually dangles in between my legs on the, yeah. the road tether as I set everything up, and I just reach down, grab it, and click. It just covers it. Yeah. So everything's prep fire to the fish coming out. Do you feel like when you look at a boat like what we've got with the NAR now and the the higher sides, does that add comfort to you while you're measuring fish, knowing that that sidewall is just a gunnel wall is just a little bit higher than say some of the other boats that we've had, like a, like a Liska, it's got a low, low profile boat. So, you know, fish flips, it's, it's going to fall off. It a little does. Bit faster. Plus it, it allows your net to sit in there better. So mm-hmm. it gives me a little more comfort with the, with the higher gun. Yeah. I like it a lot better. Good to know. Good to know. I think that's, I think that's really a really good tip biggest tip i think that any of us would give you is make sure that you take a picture of dead airspace in between in between in between use your finger well now i if now i do catch even in hobie and stuff i'll take the picture but i'm i find myself catch photo photo release every time now and then i'll put my fingers in the photo and then i'll dead space it like one three four or five especially if i'm waiting to get a limit i usually don't upload till i have a limit so that keeps the fish. It's, yeah, it's how I'm yeah. for the most part. I won't just submit one fish mm-hmm. unless it's a giant or something. It's I'll wait till I have three, four, or something. Maybe I'll if they're small, I'll wait till I have five and then I'll submit them. But one thing you need to remind people one of the biggest things, and uh, Adam Harbuck, old dude, told, taught me this a while back about putting the net at the end right on the gunnel. Mm-hmm. So yep. behind your board, it'll save your butt. I mean, it sure. saved me from losing money a couple times. Yeah, just putting it in a, attaching it with a roto grip or something like that so it ain't moving around. No, just hold it by your foot or use the board. Just set it up to where it's standing there. If the fish jumps off the board, it goes into the net. They'll you save go. you up north, fishing smallmouth. Oh, it will. Let's see here. Trying to figure out the motor setup for a blue sky boat works. Any suggestions? Actually, I would go with the XI five on that one. I would too. XI5, eighty pound. That way, you eighty, 80 pound, pound thrust. Eighty pound, or even go up to the. To the I think it's a one ten. Mm-hmm. That boat can completely handle that. And you could put as many batteries as you want on the sky. It'd probably fly. 
Oh, it will. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Jeremy says he submits every fish as he catches it. How do you guys feel about that? Certain tournaments I do, certain tournaments I don't. Jeremy is a special ed kid. He eats crayons <laughs> when he gets up in the morning. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he does the things that he does. If I'm We're in just big happy. water and the wind's ripping, I'm putting every fish as fast as I can into turning yeah. into fishing chaos. If I'm in shallow water just fishing and I'm, I know I'm going to catch a bunch of fish, I'll hold off and commit to the game. So, all depends. You'll know if you, also. Th- that's the biggest one. If you yeah. don't have any signal, you submit them as quick as you can get them. As quick as you can get them. <laughs> and then you stand there in your kayak with your arm in the air for 10 minutes. Like, we've all been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, oh it, they'll drain your phone if they just keep trying to submit. So you have to close yeah. it out so it doesn't drain your battery. Yep. Now, no. here, here's a good question. When you guys have got talking to the noob again, somebody that's just started out and they're getting used to this whole process, catch photo release. Do you feel like it's almost better to hold off? Don't submit your fish for a little bit. Give yourself time, keep fishing, get used to this process and don't over intimidate yourself by getting on your phone and looking at that leaderboard and adding drama to your day. Yeah. So I only do. So if I'm submitting my first five fish after that, I will submit one every time because I don't want to have to, I don't want to lose a fish in the 20 fish you might catch under day. So I just get my first five. I upload those immediately and then I will upload every upgrade after that. That way I don't, yeah. my fish management, I don't lose 17 for a 16 and three quarter. So, cause I've done that. I think everybody's yeah. probably screwed up and committed the wrong fish a couple of times. Oh. Well, and at that point we know what we have to cull. Yep. So, we know by the fish we what we catch. So every one after the first five, you, you're going to submit. You'll know if it's good yep. or not. That's good. Plus, I don't yeah. like some people. Some people will sandbag. Some people won't. Some people will say everyone will sandbag, but sometimes you you don't get that fifth fish until you know, mm-hmm. two fifty eight. You know, yeah. But I think the scoreboard, you know, the sponsors want to see it. The tournament directors want to see it. Everyone watching wants to see it. You know, it's part of the action. Oh, when you can't fish it, what are you doing? You're sitting on tourney extra fishing chaos, watching the standings go, <laughs> wishing you were there. You know, and when it's all zeros because everybody's holding on fish, you're like, okay. Yeah, here's, that's exactly it. Here's a, here's a million dollar question: tourney X or fishing chaos? Which do you prefer? Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't no. matter. No, either they one. Both have, they both have different capabilities. They both do the job. I don't care if you're fishing turn yaks or if they're chaos. I'm still going to come fish your trail. So. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's things with each one that I like better than the other one. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're we're going to use them. Yeah. yeah, if that's what the event's got and you want to go to it, you're going to use yeah. it. If you want to put eye angle on there, I'll go fish it. I don't care. I'm just going to mm-hmm. fish the tournament. Yeah, I'm not going to be one of those people that, no, if it's not turn yaks, I'm not going to do it. If it's not fishing chaos, I'm not going to fish it. No, I'm going to fish every fish. trail. I'm going to use any app they want me to use. I'll even yeah. take pictures and show you at the boat ramp. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> I miss those days a little bit, to be honest with you. Show your pictures off at the boat ramp. Walk yeah, I think the first a, one I... The walk first out with a stack of... DKA in North Carolina, we had one of those tournaments. I, I think it was a tournament champion. So it was smaller, but yeah, it was all done at the boat ramp. I was like, it's pretty cool. This is easy. <laughs> Yeah, oh. write it on a piece of paper and show the person like this. Person. Yeah, yep. Still like leaving with stack cash though. Yeah, that was good. If you were in the money, that's when they went through and looked at your pictures. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Looked at timestamp, looked at everything, checked them out real close, and yep. that was always good stuff. And that's stack where cash I started. at the end of the nerd. <laughs> um, action camera setups with Rudy. Um, do you guys run action cameras all day in a tournament? So I do run it all day in a tournament, and that's just to cover me on if somebody wants to say, well, hey, I don't think you caught that fish there. Like, well, I got eight hours of footage you can go stare at. Uh, I use a fisheye, uh, but it's sitting in the bottom of Florida right now, one of the lakes. Oh, you place. lost it? Uh, yeah, one of the, the cypresses took it off my boat for me. 
<laughs> so lost all the tournament footage, lost everything. So, oh, but I do, this sucks. I do run a camera during a tournament all eight hours, and that's just if somebody wants to challenge it, I have it. That's all. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And, and plus, you get you get some pretty cool shots. So you can put it on your social. Really, it's just to cover the bases if somebody wants to challenge it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, especially in kayak fishing, you know, where you guys don't have a marshal or somebody out there following you around. Uh, yeah. Jeremy says he will sell you a tact cam. Oh, that's what I have, tact cam fish out. Oh, I've got two I of actually, them. I haven't. So I, I got another one, so I'm covered. I just didn't put it back on because I was like, I'm not losing this freaking camera down here. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have two tact cams. I've got two GoPros. I use them every now and then. But honestly, it's you hit a point where it's like, what else am I going to put on a boat? Because especially with the kayaks, you have to rig everything and take it all back down. Make sure I want to make sure my fishing stuff is right. Cameras are my the last little... thing. It's always the last yeah. thing I put on, and I forget to turn it on fifty percent of the time. That's it. I always forget to take it out of the truck. And I'm not <laughs> going to take any time to check on it while I'm fishing. So it goes off whenever yeah. it's off. Like I'm not going to spend. Yeah. 30 seconds to check my check your camera yeah that's, look in the I, morning i take off and if i don't get it we're gonna get it yeah that's uh that's good for me i'm usually the same way i've usually always got a camera and there's days that uh i put it on the boat and i never turn it on a lot yeah. you don't realize how much you yeah. talk to yourself like a weirdo in the water until you watch your video too <laughs> pee breaks are always good too yeah you're like oh i forgot to take that off of there huh? <laughs> nah. i don't think i've ever uploaded that part of it but yeah i mean you're always talking to yourself while you're out there i think coaching mm -hmm. yourself through every event pretty entertaining <sighs> i look back at yes. some of them like i can't did i say that yes i did <laughs> yes i did <laughs> That's how I usually am. Oh, yep, I said that. Yeah, you know, it happens to everybody. I think if you're going to put a camera on your boat, then, yeah, you're yeah. in for a show. You're in for – and then you look at it and you go, man, that looks stupid. I think that's <laughs> – I think as we continue to grow, it's going to lead to that where you're going to have to have a camera on your boat recording all the hours mm, yeah. if, it, if it continues to get bigger. Yeah, I well, think that'll – be good for like the battery companies, you know, because and yeah. like Yak Power because they like you know, I remember what, what was I, it called? Jamie, were you on the five live? Yes, I was on the five live. Yeah, I was on the very was first cool. one. I was the very first I think that if there's ever like a like an actual series where you put your money at the beginning and you run nine tournaments a year and those 50 guys and gals are your, you know, your boaters. You'll have to have something like a five line where it's flying mm -hmm. camera all the time. Yep. That's be pretty I cool mean. with 50 kayakers on the water with live cameras. Well, one thing for the, the Pan American games that we had last uh, in December, we actually filmed like we had to, there was no pictures at all. You right. had to film it from putting it on the board to release hmm. and then submit that. That was interesting. I can imagine. I, that's oh, cool, we were. Though. Oh, so yeah, you should have. All of Did us you Americans just send it going. directly to the TD then? Yeah. Okay. We we all had bad cell phone service. Everybody else had no problems. They were submitting the whole videos, but we had to submit it directly to the tournament director. And oh, you should have seen us whining like little girls when it first started. It was like, oh, we didn't. <laughs> Sounds like, like a no. good sponsorship space for Snapchat to come into the fishing world. Yes, it's like, oh, we didn't know what to do. We're like, oh, we got a video. But once we did it, we're like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just, it was different. So another question from Jeremy. What do you guys think about what's going on with the KFL, which I don't have a clue what he's talking about. Because I don't pay a bit of attention to the KFL, so go. <laughs> oh, anybody know? So the KFL. So I'm on a KFL team. We're waiting we here. We were. I guess KFL is uh, no longer going to be this season. Somebody or someone, some group might be taking over the KFL. I don't know. I think <laughs> we're all kind of waiting to see what happens. Behind the buoys. Behind the buoys. Behind. 
Yes. So, so. I, I, huh. well, so that's <laughs> gone then. So, so, yeah, KFL ran by Greg Nozar is gone. KFL disbanded. still happening, may or may not happen. I think everyone kind of wants to know. There's lots of teams dropping out. It's just, it's it's an unknown right now. It's funny. Yeah, it was a weird situation. I think, you know, you guys spent a lot of money um, for KFL and there wasn't much return um, with some of the stuff that I gathered from just talking to different people and different yeah. things. But, you know, it I think what... 75% of it just wanted to fish as a team because it was kind of fun. Yeah. Right. You could talk to people on the water and you're sharing information. It, it was pretty neat how fast you can get on fish. Yeah, it kind of changes the dynamic, gives it something mm-hmm. a little bit different. Um you guys gonna fish the JK Trail, USA Bass and JK Trail? Where are you going? You gonna fish it? I will fish a couple of the Kentucky events. There you go, Nolene, Nolene, and what was a rough river in your neck of the woods? Nolene and rough, yeah, they're about yeah. an hour and a half away. I've never fished them. I might run up there just to dive in on a couple. They're good lakes. You have a lot of fun. You're gonna catch a lot of fish. Catch yeah, we're fish. co we're co hosting. Uh, I'm on the board for Northeast Texas. And Lance mm-hmm. McCorder's got – he's going to run two events with us yep. uh, simultaneously. So, that'll be good. And he's got Southeast Texas, Northeast Texas. So, he's he's spreading it out a little bit. I am ho- I really want to hit the one on uh, Lake Worth mm-hmm. in Eagle Mountain. That yeah, one's going to be that money. Fun. Wasn't that fun last time? Yes, we were that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was money. That was the only time points. everybody at the house took home check. We all took home checks. 250 points and we'll see you guys at the Classic. What's that? I said 250 points and we'll see you guys at the JK Classic. Yeah, that's kind of the goal to get up there, 250. 250's... uh, Considering I live on Kentucky Lake Barkley. It's 100 yards. You'll be there anyway. You'll be at the the Classic anyway, (laughs) hanging out. Um, let's see. Jeremy says, let's do it. Lance says the Eagle tournament was insane. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all the comments. Well, fellas, we've made it about an hour. Um, I don't know who we educated or what we educated about, but we got on the radio (laughs) and we talked for a little bit tonight. That's all that matters. People got some fishing and hopefully everybody's getting ready to do some fishing here real soon, just in a few weeks. Um, so as we close this thing out, I'm going to let you guys tell people where to find you on the social medias um, and then thank any sponsorship that you guys want to thank. Jamie, you can go first. Uh, find me on Facebook, which everybody here is. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, Jamie Broad Fishing. Come find me. I mean, I don't have any YouTube, anything like that. I'm, I'm old. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just stuck on the Facebook, really. Uh, <laughs> we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean dakota lithium catch jackson is my one of my biggest and uh, i love being on that team it's it's great to hang out with people like you guys so i mean fish usa has been real good to me i mean uh yak attack uh, Crotalus Rods, me and Adam are both on that team. Rob takes really good care of us and builds us all our rods. So, yeah, if it wasn't for these guys, we wouldn't be where we're at. And without these companies, yeah, we'd still be doing the, the normal bank fishing and everything else. <laughs> about you, Adam? What do you got? Uh, so, Adam Patron, fishing at uh, Instagram and my Facebook page. Uh, sponsors got to thank Jackson. I pretty much have the same sponsor for gaming now that he said it. The Dakota Lithium, uh, Jackson Kayak for sure. I love their boats. Love being part of this team. Uh, Crotos Custom Rods, like you said, that rod is amazing. I carry way too many of them on my boat, and I'm getting more in a couple of weeks. Uh, Rogue Fishing, right, get you a phone tether, save your, save your tournament. Uh, one objective, uh, love their mounts. Their 360 mount is Mm-hmm. Awesome, simple, love it. It's probably the best decision I made for that 360 so far. And then, of course, their bow mount stuff is super simple to install. Uh, yak attack for sure. I think there's not one kayak angler that doesn't have some sort of yak attack. On <laughs> there's just I guarantee it. Yeah. yeah. So 95% that leaves. 
So, yep. but yeah, we couldn't do without them. So I appreciate all their support. Looking forward to the 2023 season for sure. Looking forward to get down to Florida here. I only get one day of free fishing, but this got a job. <laughs> there you go. And as always, thanks to Jackson Kayak. We've got a whole bunch of new accessories out. JacksonKayak.com. Check those new accessories out. Check out the Kusa X. Check out the NAR. Check out the Kusa FD, the Take Two, all the fun boats we got at Jackson Kayak. And if you're feeling for us to get you a whitewater boat. Um, lastly, Orion Coolers, you know, never lose your cool, inspired by the outdoors. Also pick those up, jacksonkayak.com with again. A boatload of cool, fancy, flawless-looking accessories that uh, make coolers even cooler. So with that said, we'll see you guys on the next one. Remember to check this episode and other episodes out every Tuesday on Spotify, Google Podcast, whatever else there is, except for Apple, because I ain't smart enough to make that negotiation. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.